David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning to all you lovely listeners at home. Happy Halloween. Although it's not really Halloween, but it's close to Halloween. Uh, welcome Halloween back to weekend. yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David. Thanks, That's right. It is the spooky season. Things are getting very spooky. I am constantly living in fear of the next spooky thing that's going to happen, so... Very exciting. How are you doing, David? I'm doing just fine. Hunter, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty all right. We we going about things, you know. Uh, a lot of rain in the past couple of days, but that's not stopping the Halloween festivities. Um, yeah. I've not had any candy yet, though, which is seems seems blasphemous, but we'll get there. Yeah, it kind of does. Not gonna lie. Right. Like, I don't even know where you're gonna get candy. Like I, I'm not, I can't go trick or treating. They're not gonna give me any candy, so I'm just gonna have to, you know, just gonna have to sit here. Buy your own candy. Right. Buy my own hand, Halloween candy. Cry about it. Um, my apartment complex did give me like like the little Halloween cheese balls. Like I got one of those, so that was a win. Which was always, that was always my favorite stuff as a kid anyway. Like, I didn't like when you just got plain candy. I like when you get, like, the Halloween-themed snacks, the different stuff. Yeah. How are you doing? How How is the weather? How things been? Um, well, so it was, like, super, super nice on Thursday, like, past Thursday. It was, like, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then it dropped. It just suddenly dropped, and now it is going to be in the 40s and 30s all week. Um, suddenly, the weather was like, all right, it, it, it's time to be cold now. It's like, like the, all of the kids have had their fun. Now it's time for the real man's winter. Yeah, for real. Not not, not excited about that. What's your uh, What was your favorite Halloween candy or snack growing up, like when you went Halloween trick-or-treating? Uh, you know those like sour straws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. I I never got them like too often, but when I did, it was it, it was hype. It was hype. Did you have a families that had like the full sized candy bars? Like, did you ever meet a family that had those? Um, no, uh, no, no. Have you? Uh, I feel like you have told me that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I've never, I I feel like maybe as a kid, maybe once, I like maybe one time, I've uh, gotten to a house that's had big chocolate bars or something like that. But like I always felt like that was like a myth. It was like one of those things where it's like, oh man, you you'll hear those stories of those families that give like full size candy, right? Like I don't I don't yeah, think I've ever actually. Like dire with a kid or something. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um. <laughs> maybe just a legend, maybe just a myth. Right, right. Yeah. But like uh I never got any of the huge ones, but there definitely was like a discrepancy. Usually it would be like those nice neighborhoods would give you like like they'd have like the ba- the bins sitting out or they'd be like give you like hard huge handfuls. There was they were they were a little mm-hmm. more they were a little bit less uh frugal with sharing as opposed to the traditional neighborhoods where you'd get like one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it definitely was a discrepancy, but I don't know. Um, when was the last time you went trick-or-treating? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Like, Are you, are you trying to avoid saying... <laughs> are you trying to avoid saying last year? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sure it's... No, it was like... It's been a minute, man. I think the last um, time I went... I went, I think, uh, sophomore year of high school. That was like... It was it was really? basically like I think like seventh or eighth grade was like the final official time and then there was like a couple year gap and then I did it one more time with like Emma and company like friends from high school, um, as like a joke um, and that was kind of it, um, yeah I mean I don't know it's one of those things where there's not like a discreet there's not like a disclosed age that you stop doing it it's kind of just like you get sick of doing it <laughs> or you don't want to get a costume and don't want to go to people's houses. Um, and then COVID kind of killed, it, killed a lot of people's drive. I, mean, I imagine, but granted, we were in high school, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I feel like I feel like COVID's definitely gonna had an impact. I would imagine, you know. Right. 
anyways, movies, right? <laughs> we talk about movies yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> enough of this Halloween jargon. So um, yeah, who cares? Right, we're in the spooky season as per usual. So David decided with his movie he'd pick a real spook time classic and definitely a contender for the show. Uh, 2008, right? 2008 is when this came out. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, yeah. I believe I'm gonna verify, but it's the 2008 animated classic Igor. Uh, in case you're wondering if you're if you had any thought as to what animation company made this movie. Uh, the answer is no, no one you've heard of. Um, it's produced by three different animation companies, Sparks, Exodus Film Group, and Exodus Productions. Uh, the most noteworthy thing they've done is, uh, the you remember that Crayon movie, The Hero of Color City? Which you probably no. never watched. I didn't watch it either. But I've seen it on a bajillion streaming services. Uh, I'll send you a picture. Like when you were a kid, we were looking for all those like really bad animated films. It was one of those. Okay. Um, and then it was also produced by CNC, which I don't really know what CNC is, but it does a lot of in uh, a lot of foreign indie films that are usually really beloved. So very bizarre that this one falls under that. Anyways, yeah, the American produced bizarre ass Igor. David, why did you pick this movie? Um, so originally I was planning on doing a different movie, which I will probably do on the next round of things, things. Mm -hmm. but, um, I really don't know, um, how this movie like really came to me, but, um, I was thinking Igor, like I, I haven't, I, I, I used to watch that movie, like, so like back in the day, back 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 in the day, um my dad, like in, in his old car, like he'd have like um like this like portable like T V screen that he'd be able to like strap to like the head seat. Tony, do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, like he'd have like the, the portable like T V screen that like he attached like the back of the head seat and um we'd like you have to like put in like a disc like into the car and like one of the discs we had was Igor mm -hmm. and I remember just like watching that movie like on repeat like all I remember like that and like Ratatouille mm -hmm. like, I remember like those movies like like just had those on repeat um and I'm like man I have not seen this movie in so long um and I was like oh I'll, I'll probably do it eventually for a thing and I was like you know what? Spooky season. You know, e Igor, Igor, Igor fits probably a bit better than the other movie I was, I was going to do. Um, and I was like, yo, kind of, we're, we're doing Igor. And that, that's kind of how I came across it. No, it's valid. Um, I will do a very, very brief uh, history thing on this because I wanted to know. Very, very brief. So it was produced by MGM, actually. So it had a bunch of animation companies, but MGM did it. So it's a more or less decent production. And it was in, it was produced by Weinstein globally. So there's that. It was MGM's first fully animated film. Uh, or at least their first fully animated film since 1996. With All, go with all Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, it's first fully computer animated. What's kind of funny about this is that, uh, it first of all, it premiered on my birthday in 2008. So just saying. Uh, this movie's bound with me. Um, yeah. it had apparently a video game, it had books, it had what? a comic book run, and it had a fast food tie-in, which I very much want to know what the fast food tie-in is, because <laughs> um, I think that's very funny. Um, it appears that, uh, I don't, um, Carl's Jr., aha, of course it's Carl's Jr., um, it appears that they did something with Carl's Jr., um, 3,000 restaurants. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was called the Igor Cool Kid Combo. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, that's literally all it's got, though. So uh, I really hope you weren't banking on the, on the Igor meal going to feed you for the next couple of years because it looks like it's done. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, Apparently, the concept was started in 1998. Uh, he had the idea for doing a Transylvania-inspired movie in the vein of Frankenstein. 
Um, there was a deal where they were working on that Hero of Color City movie, and uh, a bit of the funds that went into that ended up getting allotted to Igor. So, uh, yeah, seems like this movie was pretty good. Um, <laughs> David, what do you think? Yeah, no, um, I... I did not know all that background. Um, I didn't know it was a video game. I, I feel like I would have played it. I guess, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe you weren't a diehard Igor fan. Like, yeah, I, I, guess, I, guess I guess not. Um, it was a DS and Wii game. I actually do remember the Wii game. I remember seeing the Wii game on shelves. Yeah. Um, remember, like, that time? I think it was, like, like the early 2010s, late 2000s. When, like, there'd be a video game version of, like, every animated, like, yes, kids movie. Yes, it was great. I love Titans like that. I was a big fan like, of the... the I was a big fan of the Rango one and the Toy Story 3 one and the X-Men Origins Wolverine one. Those ones slapped. Yeah, I remember the Toy Story 3 one. Yes. Uh, I, I also remember the X-Men one. Yeah. I, like, 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 what was that? Like, well, it, was, it was because, like... What? No, we need to talk about that. Maybe <laughs> not on the podcast, but, like, later yes. on we need to discuss, like, like, what was this era where there's, like, well, video games based off of movies? Like this yeah, era, I can like, give you a TLDR. I mean, like, it was because the DS was so big. The DS and the Wii were so huge. And it was so easy to, like, co copy and paste assets into new games. Like, it was just an easy thing to do. Like, you could make a quick game to capitalize on it. Um, and it was because DSs and Wiis and stuff sold so well. The only reason they don't do it now is because video games are so much more expensive to make. That, like, it just wouldn't be financially feasible. Unless, like, you really put all your chips into it. <laughs> yeah. Also, because you can get the Igor Wii game for four ninety nine on anywhere you can actually get it at walmart for 20 dollars. what the hell <laughs> why is walmart still selling the igor wii game jesus anyway sorry um let's yeah send me some content so i i actually thought this movie was was pretty cute um i i mean it, it wasn't you know it's not the greatest movie out there but i i, I honestly didn't think it was terrible um, I thought like the the whole like message of friendship and like um the comedy of this movie um I I, I thought it was pretty funny and I didn't I didn't think like 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 the jokes like I I thought the jokes were pretty timeless honestly um like they didn't really have any like I, I what I was afraid of is that they're gonna have like modern reference humor to like that era but they really didn't um and so I, I thought i thought some of the jokes were funny i mean some were a, a bit corny but um like one of the characters like his name is brain and like he wrote brian on himself by accident and like it was like in permanent marker so i couldn't like erase it or anything and um like like the rabbit character kept make fun, making fun of him and calling him Brian. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I thought that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Igor was kind of a cool character. I mean, I, like you know the the basic the basic hero's journey or whatever. Nothing nothing too special. Um, I thought Eva was cute. I I, I definitely thought um, like her innocence. And and the fact that like she's not so like so new to the world is kind of cute, um, and like yeah yeah I mean I thought I thought it was like a a cute kids movie, um, I, I I know I know we have a tendency on on being hard on kids movies um, and not cutting them any slack, but um, you know I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was too bad. Um, I, I, I definitely didn't hate the experience. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Kind of what'd you think? Uh, okay. Very cool. Uh, I personally hate things that children like, so I'm only a big adult, <laughs> adult film person. I only watch rated R films with blood and guts. So this didn't have that. So zero out of 10. Oh, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't know. I got really burnt out on this really quick. Um, I feel like, um, 
I almost have a kind of an opposite opinion for you from you in the sense that, um, yes, they don't make a lot of modern references, but the sense of humor is very 2008. It's a very, like, very, they're very proud of themselves. Like, I feel like every, every character, uh, if you're, whether it be Igor, Brain, uh, Steve Buscemi Rabbit, um, forgetting his name, uh, the villain, uh, the the main villainy guy, the the uh, pre the king, they all kind of talk with the same like demeanor. They have this very snarky, sarcastic, like everything they say is the funniest thing in the world kind of dialogue. And I think it's very draining. It feels like they thought these jokes were the funniest thing, and it just it they don't really deliver them with a lot of poise. They have a lot of like. It's almost like they're, they they are think they think that they are like above the kind of humor they're doing too. There's this level of like ego to it, and I feel like a lot of the lions. I don't know stuff that really like just stuff that really irritates me. Like this very sarcastic, like quippy nature. Just it got to me really quickly, especially because every character did it. Like aside from uh, Eva, and like maybe uh, uh, maybe uh, Jennifer Coolidge's character. Um, for the most part, every character talked the same, and it it really got to me after a while. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, can you stop talking? Like, please. The way they just, like, it, they have, like, they do little bits. Brian, I think, especially, has a lot of bits um, where they're, like, he'll do, like, a thing. He'll talk for a while. He'll drone on for a bit. The one in particular that I'm thinking of off the top of my head is when... He's like, uh, it was me who changed the who changed the channel on the brainwashing thing, you know. But she saved our lives, so you can you don't need to thank me. Actually, you should thank me. You can write me in a card. You can, I'm like, dude, please stop talking. <laughs> like it goes on for so long, and it's this like very kind of self aware, snarky kind of like I'm I'm cool, and this joke is funny kind of thing. And like I don't obviously it's a kids movie. Like I'm not acting like this is a this is something kids movies don't do. It's just as weird as a lot of it. And like, I got really exhausted. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't hate, I'll talk about some things I like because I want to match your energy. Um, I think a movie like this, it's kind of like a little bit more of a darker sense of humor. It's a little bit more, uh, the whole, the whole drive of the movie being that you're trying to teach a killing machine to kill, I think is kind of a fun a fun way to do that. Um, I liked all the different crazy inventions and stuff. Um, and I think I, I like, I like, uh, I like Igor's design. I think it's, it's kind of cute. It's a goofy little guy. Um, I'll give him that. Um, actually, Loki, <clears throat> my favorite thing about this movie, which I'm kind of shocked about, or something I really liked about it. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, who plays like the henchman of the villain. She's strangely really good because she does, like, a lot of voices in this movie. Like, she does different voices bouncing back and forth. And I'm, I guess they all sound like Jennifer Coolidge. She has a very distinct voice. But they do sound distinct. It's not like she's doing the same voice over and over again. I was impressed with Jennifer Coolidge's range. I think she's, she is a very underrated actress. Like, she's, especially recently with White Lotus, she's bounced back. But, like... I did. I appreciated her performance. I think she put a lot into it, and she put effort in trying to make the voices different. So you know what? Props. Like props to her for actually understanding the assignment and going and going. You know, all in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because um, she was like Heidi, and mm -hmm. yeah. But like, okay, okay. Real quick question: What happened to Heidi? The show. Okay, oh, so. Wait. Yeah, she like was revealed to be a, a spoilers. She was oh, revealed Heidi to be an wasn't Igor. Even, like, a real person. Right? No, she was an Igor. Remember at the end? Oh. She was like she used the disguises to not be an Igor, and it turned out she was one. And at the end, remember oh, was she... that was that actually Heidi, or was that like? Yeah, that was her. Because remember at the very end, she's like, "I'm all out of pills. I have to reveal my true form." And yeah, then... that was um, that was that was uh, the evil. That, that, was, that, was the, that was the bad guy's girlfriend, right? Yeah, she's a, she was the bad guy's girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, but then what happened to Heidi? They're the same person. You didn't catch that? Heidi was a disguise that the evil henchman lady used. 
She was like the. Oh wait, she so, was the so, girl. So yeah, she, she was like every. Evil yeah, scientist. she was every evil scientist girlfriend, including Heidi. Um, oh okay, okay. Which like they revealed that in that hot tub scene. Um, <clears throat> I, know, I wasn't sure if like they were real and like she just like posed as them. No, I think or, she like, was just she was. That was the way they st- she stole inventions. Was like she like they'd like leech okay. over them over the shoulder and take the invention. Oh okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, a couple of funny nitpicks. Because um, I want to point these out before I talk more things that I didn't like. Um, speaking of the stealing inventions thing, <laughs> so the, the evil and the evil master that Igor serves, the main Igor, who's voiced by uh, John Cleese, <clears throat> he's like, they treat him like he's this buffoon. Like Igor's talking about how like he can't do anything right and all that, but like when he's dead suddenly everyone is really interested in him it was like yeah oh we want to steal his invention because like i guess they either have like a random lot lottery of who they're gonna steal or whatever like they were super interested in his invention and the, and the literally the king visited and is like i need you to beat uh the you know the other guy's invention right like why him like didn't we establish he's a buffoon like it's, it's as, soon as, he, <laughs> as soon as he dies like the entire world's like wait a minute this guy like he's got what it takes yeah. Um, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. I have one more nitpick, and I think it's funny because David, I need you to think about this because, like, they established that life has never been made; like, they have not created life at any point. Mm. So let me ask: What is the point of an evil bone then? <laughs> like, you know, the evil bone that's in the yeah. Well, what the what the hell is the point of the evil bone if there's no life? Like, what is an evil bone then? Like, what does an evil bone do? If it's not being put into life, like it, they don't establish it as like a thing that's used in other inventions, but it's also like the most important part of this invention. Is it something that Igor made? Is it something that all the other uh, scientists have access to? Like, what is the evil bone? Like, I don't know. They they hype it up, and it's like the core central thing. Like the reason that like she's not evil is because she hasn't used the evil bone. So like, mm. what is it? I don't know. I just find that kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Igor invents a lot of things that are very convenient to the story. Um, <laughs> like the indestructible skin and making the rabbit immortal. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think he's like chop it up as like something that he just has, I, I guess. guess. I don't know. The evil bone. <laughs> The evil bone. Maybe maybe he bought it online. That's true. I imagine he bought it online. I, in this evil world, I imagine they can get the evil bone for pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. The evil bone. I don't know. Maybe maybe like everything has an evil bone. Maybe. Maybe like and that's like, the, the real defining. It doesn't fact. necessarily have to be like with life. Like a robot could have an evil bone. Maybe. Like I, they never established if that's the case. Also, does the plant not count as life? Or the evil plant that's in the final battle? Yeah. Does that not count as life? Like I don't know. I, I I was I was thinking about that. Like maybe like it's a robot? Like it could in theory be a robot. I don't know. I don't know. Also the opposite of a shout out to the fact that they showed clips from the final battle in the opening scene. Like yeah, there, I hated yeah, that. I'm like that's yeah. lazy. Like, come on. That's like crazy. you you tease the final adventures. Like, I was looking forward, granted I'd seen this movie ages ago and I kinda remembered a couple of them. But I was looking forward to seeing what those designs looked like. But we've already seen like three of them because they're in the intro. Like, damn right. it! Yeah, that was that was lazy of them. Um, they're just reusing stuff. Right. In fact, I have to say this world is very strange because, like, apparently, like let's let's talk about the rules of the world, like what we know about the lore. So, a storm came to this apparently. Uh, at first, they imply that it's, like, just this one town, but then there's that scene later on where they show, like, families around the world. So it it must be the world. An evil storm has hit the world and caused all the farming to die. So because of this evil storm, uh, this king comes in and monopolizes villainy and is like, okay, all these villains are now, like, controlling the world. So, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of what we get, right? So there's no implication here that there's anything supernatural but then there's also like the invisible guy and like there's like the the brainwashing thing with like the fly person like i don't understand what this world is is it like a paranormal world with monsters or is it like a normal world with like normal things 
It's a very strange. I, 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 think it's, I think it's a paranormal world because, like, Igor's, like. Igor's, I mean, they're just people with hunches, I think. Yeah, but, like, it's like a whole, like, culture and society. Like, they have Igor schools. Oh, like, well, yeah, but I mean, that's not super normal. That's not paranormal. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I just wonder where the invisible guy came from and, like, the other, like, freakish things that exist in the world in this world like did that book happen because of the storm or like was this like a normal world of paranormal things until the storm hit you know what i mean yeah i mean i think i think monsters were just like a normal thing in this world that like (laughs) always existed and like they just like monopolized on like monster oppression and slavery and Right. Stuff like that. It's a very cruel world. I understand why they made a video game and comic book based off this now. <laughs> yeah. How do we feel about the Invisible Man and his pants jokes? You think he was the funniest guy um, in the movie? Uh, I feel like that was a very small part of this movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? This this invisible guy with his no pants. It's like the funniest joke this, in the this movie. This dude comes at the end of the movie and is in like two scenes. No, he's right? in a couple of scenes. And what's funny about him is like... Oh, not funny, but the thing that's weird about him is like... He even when he's not doing and when when he's when no one's asking him about pants stuff, he's still bringing up pants shit. Like when he's announcing right. the announcing the battle, he's like coming to you, El Natural. Like <laughs> I, I don't. This guy has. I I know it's a point in the movie, but he's got a weird obsession with pants. This is a quirky character, David. This is how humor is done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I think I think they're just trying to. Um... Have 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 some humor for the kiddos, you know, because like kids, they they like butt jokes, and they like <laughs> you go to they kids like, like no butts are all just butt jokes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're trying to appease the kids, you know, like oh he's scratching his butt, you know, funny, funny for the funny. kids. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Eddie Izzard, who uh, was the cat in Rock Dog and is also the villain in this film. Oh my um, God! There's no. <laughs> yes, welcome back, Eddie Izzard. You've now appeared in two in two films where you've uh, in on our in our list, which is a small, which is not a small. No, 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 Unless you're like no, LeBron James to the Rock, you don't typically show up in more than one of these. So. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. How, what did you think of the villain? Uh, is it like? something frank inferter something like that remember the one with the 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 sidekick the main villain what do you think of him yeah i'm forgetting his name it's not frank inferter it's uh it's something it's schadenfreude yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i don't know who's that uh i don't know i'm not i'm not a fan of this kind of villain um the, the the type of villain that's like I, I don't know that's well that's that's like a like like uh, like like doofenshmirtz you know like like the like the reasonable villain like like they're evil because like they almost feel obligated to be you know mm-hmm. like 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 in reality like they're not a bad person and like they're somewhat like respectable but like there's kind of like oh this is kind of just like how i am i guess like for no like real reason um i mean sure like he wants to like overthrow the king but like we we like we're never led to believe that like he's going to do anything bad you know like like sure, like he just, like, he steals other people's inventions for his own gain, but at the same time, like we we like we never really like saw him do anything bad with that, you know. Like he like sure he's a bit of a nuisance, but he, at the end of the day, like I don't know, he's not that bad of a person, <laughs> and like when he's trying to convince Igor, um, to like give him his invention like he he brought him to like his spa like like, you put him in a jacuzzi and gave him a massage and try to like butter him up and like like, he's not like you're approving of his manipulation tactics well (laughs) why can't i go to the spa like i'll give you my invention (laughs) like i'm just saying i'm just saying that like 
if he was really evil, like he would like torture Igor or like, like I don't like he's like, he's on a first name basis with his Igor, right? No, like, that was a, that was just a manipulation tactic. Remember he said that? I, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He like. I mean, sure, he's very manipulative, and his relationship with his girlfriend is a, a bit abusive. Um, but, but I don't know. He, I, I've seen, I've seen worse villains, um, <laughs> and, I, and I suppose he is pretty shallow at the same time. I'm glad you but... committed to this, like defending the villain arc. <laughs> like, I like this. <laughs> no, I, I see what you mean. Like, he's not. He's one of those villains that, like his motivation for being bad is simply because he is bad and like yeah. his like he doesn't really have like a uh not even just like motive but he doesn't have like a a means like he doesn't have like a he doesn't have a goal besides just take over there's no you know? reason for him to be bad right it's like they needed a villain so this character filled that role um yeah i feel like to me i i'm watching this performance and like i don't hate eddie Izzard. i'm not against him but i also kind of feel like he gives about, I think he only gives about fifty percent of the energy. I feel like he needs to be giving here, like he kind of has that kind of like prima donna kind of like as a lot of characters are in this movie, sarcastic and quippy. Like he has that kind of energy to him. I, I feel like on James Woods as Hades kind of gives off this energy better, you know? Maybe even like uh, J- Jeremy Irons as Scar. Like, he kind of gives... He's he's doing, like, a worse version of those. I think Eddie's just kind of... He's... They, they're trying their best. I just kind of feel like... he There isn't... There's a level of energy that this role needs that I don't think Eddie is bringing to it that characters like Hades and Scar have. So I'm kind of, like, watching it, and I'm just kind of like... They're fine. Like, the performance is fine, but, like, it's... It's implying that it's more fun than it is, you know? And also the animation doesn't help... Because as I'm sure you probably noticed, I feel like this movie's animation is really stiff, especially with characters that aren't Igor. Like, uh, they, they, they move really jaggedly, and like they don't really get to emote very well. So, like, yeah. I feel like when having a character is supposed to be this sarcastic and jumpy, I feel like he's kind of, he feels a little stagnant and low energy. It's it's a little bizarre. Did you feel that way? Um. Yeah, I mean, it could just be like the like just like the animation of the time of the movie you know i mean i but mm, part of it might also be the animation style like it's not just that it's cg it's that it's cg that's very stylized in this very like uh like cartoonishly over exaggerated way with big eyes and big noses and big faces and mm -hmm. i don't know like there are other animated films that do it well i think this one just had limited budget and limited like skill i suppose like, it's not that it's bad. I wouldn't say this animation is, like, ugly or anything. It's just, for certain characters, specifically anyone who isn't, like, Igor and the rabbit, uh, like, we, they move very awkwardly and kind of sluggishly. Um, and not to say that it ruins the movie. It's just kind of, like, there's a, there's a level of, like, versatility in terms of high energy that I wish this movie had to be more engaging. It's kind of just, like, it feels like everybody's a zombie in some cases, you know, in terms of how they move. Um, gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. Definitely see that. But, all right, I got a question for you. If you're okay. interested in the question, how do you feel about the relationship between Igor and Eva? Oh God, I I knew this would come up. <laughs> I'm so glad you're oh, on the same wavelength God. as me. <laughs> oh, bro, it's giving me a Leo the Lion. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh god. Um at first I I thought it was fine. Um I was like, oh, you know, they'll, they'll just be friends, right? 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 All, um, from now on, all complaints will be handled by my manager slash boyfriend. Oh god. I hate lines like that. I really do. I hate when movies that are by have no have no business being about relationships mention something like a boyfriend or dating or kissing i know uh, i don't know they, they, they say it i'm like stop like you. you're no like you can't be talking about these things you have no right you don't know it, this this is so out of pocket and just like unnecessary and there, 
they're, they're just throwing it in there for I don't even know. Um, it's so it, stereotypical it, 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 for an actress to fall for her director. Oh God! <laughs> I, Some of the lines were just so bad when it came to like their relationship later on in the movie. What do you mean? Like, you don't see anything weird about the guy who literally created a woman and and falling for her? Isn't that like isn't that like totally relatable and not at all creepy? Oh yeah, that that totally makes sense. It's not like she's basically a baby. Yeah, there's like, there's like a level of complex to this that I don't like. Like some sort of some sort of mental complex that I don't like. Yeah, yeah, I I I don't know what's up with that. Um, he he literally created her. Um, and then she ended up falling for him, and I guess he fell for her. And um, ba- basically, when that happened, I was like, "Oh, you know, their relationship's down the drain mm-hmm. at at this point." Um, and I, I don't even really care for it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 a dynamic. Um, it went from like master servant relationship to friends to lovers uh and i i feel like they they could have kept it at friends and it would have made the movie a lot better um it, it's, it's just unnecessary it didn't it frankly didn't add anything to this movie mm-hmm. um so so yeah i don't know it's it's there it is part of it it uh yeah right i don't know i mean i i i want to point i don't mean to to compare this movie to a film that has uh i i feel almost has no right to be compared to this because in terms of how much the scope differs and how much the goal differs but i feel like spider-verse kind of the original spider-verse nailed how to do like a relationship-esque thing to a family audience because I feel like a lot of kids and families don't need to be told relationship stuff. It's really not important. And most, I imagine, most kids I don't think care about that. Um, but Spider-Verse did a great where, like, it dealt with the idea that, like, Gwen, as a character, isolated herself from all of her friends and doesn't have any because she feels she hasn't earned them and doesn't doesn't feel that her life is going to get any better with them because they tend, she, she loses them, you know? So the mm-hmm. whole, her arc is developing the fact that she can open herself up to friends and you can read between the lines if you are grown up and you know relationship stuff and see that relationship build, but it's not spelled out for you. And the idea that they become friends at the end is significant because her having a friend is a big deal, you know? I'm not trying yeah. to say that this movie needed to do something like that, um, but like a family audience doesn't necessarily need to be pandered to about relationship stuff. I think... The idea of someone being created from nothing and literally starting their life with no memories would really benefit from having a friend who's there to, to, you know, remind her of what being human is, you know? Yeah. Like, you didn't need this. And the thing is, is she's only... Granted, I will give a one minor, like, pass because she does base her entire personality off of acting. So the idea of a, you know the falling for the producer and stuff is a movie thing. So, like, I guess that would make sense. Um, it's just that, like, you didn't need to do this, and it feels very, like, it, it feels ha- uh, phoned in and thrown in last second more so than I think it needed to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely, uh, yeah, it's it unnecessary and just, right. I, think, I don't know. I also think, like, I think kids can really value friendship more. Like, Kids more so than adults, I feel like, really value their friends. So, like having having a big friendship or be a big friendship be the core of a movie is a it's a good thing. Like, I don't get why they why they decided to make it a relationship thing. Like, kids value that more so than adults. So, friendship, oh, yeah, friendship rocks. Absolutely. Anyways, um, are there any other big points you want to address about Igor? Maybe some overarching overarching final thoughts. Um, yeah, um, I don't know, I feel, I feel like we honestly touched on almost everything, um, that I wanted to talk about, um, what, what did you think about the ending? Uh, the ending I actually remembered from being a kid, uh, I was actually really freaked out by the ending as a kid, 
because I didn't like, I didn't like the idea of the the person who was nice the entire movie becoming this evil monster and singing as she's destroying things. I just thought it was very uh-huh. creepy and scared me as a kid. Not like traumatized. It just kind of spooked me. Um, but like, um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't like how fast everything's kind of resolved with the whole like revealing that the king was creating the clouds and then revealing that like uh, that she, you know she could be converted. Eva was created by a this Igor and stuff, and like it, it feels very fast and sudden how they cram everything together here. Um, I also don't like that Eva's kind of won over by talking. Um, I don't. I don't know. That's very. I thought that was kind of a cop out, but I don't know. It's fine. Um, I don't know. It's a very kids movie ending. Um, the blind orphans thing is weird. <laughs> it was a weird. I, I, the joke was kind of funny initially when they when like she's on the run and they find the blind orphanage and she's and he's like, normally I'd be okay with you know evil, but like blind orphans, you're attacking blind orphans. Like that was a kind weird. of a funny joke. Um, granted, they don't act like blind orphans. There's this really like it's weird. There's that scene when she's in there entertaining the orphans. And, like, they're all jumping around her as if they know where she is. Like, they're, 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 like, reacting to her moving and stuff and jumping and being, like, my turn, my turn for whatever this yeah. is. Like, they're blind orphans. Like, they can't see that. I'm nitpicking quite a lot in this movie. <laughs> I I feel like a big, strong adult making fun of the kid the kid movie, you know, nitpicking all of its small faults. <laughs> um, but, yeah, ending's fine. What do you think of the ending? I thought it was all right. Um, I mean, it's a bit predictable, but it was a, it was a solid ending. I don't know. Um, big, big fan of the sun, you know. Um, I'm surprised that, actually I'm not, that Igor became president. Um, I don't know. So they, they just have a democracy now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. That's kind of wild. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit strange, but is is, is that de- democratic propaganda? Question mark. I I I guess so. I guess so. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a movie with movie things, but I guess it's a lot of uh, that's what I say about all the movies that we watch. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I guess yeah. I, I haven't really talked a lot. I, I I made a lot of jokes about the movie and nitpicked it, but genuinely, like, if you're showing this to your kid, I don't have any problem with it. It's a fine movie for kids. Um, I just feel like I've seen enough really good family and kids movies to know that you don't necessarily need to do something like this. Like, it's very childish and goofy and has you know overly written dialogue trying to be fun for adults, and it's not. It's not like the worst thing, and. The really huge celebrity cast immediately makes it at least a little bit engaging. Like, I like John Cusack, and I think his voice is cool. I like Steve Buscemi. Um, you know, uh, Ray Leno was in it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's got enough celebrities where, like, you can kind of be like, okay, like, I, I'm i here to hear their voices, but, like, there's nothing here for adults. Like, it's strictly a kid's movie, and if you go yeah. into that, it's whatever, you know? Um, I'm not going to act like I'm high and mighty talking down on this kid's movie and acting like I've, you know... I'm smarter and cooler than it. Uh, it's a kid's movie, dude. Like, it's whatever. Um, so I don't hate it. It's fine. It's just a dumb kid's movie. What can you say? Um, <laughs> I want to read to you something very funny. Because um, I found on the Wikipedia page, as I'm reading through, looking through the reception and the release and stuff, there is a tab for the video game. Uh, here's a little bit of detail on the video game and the merch. So on December 7th, 2007, the, the uh, production company signed a deal to make the Igor video game for the DS, the Wii, and the personal computer. The Wii version was developed by this, and the DS version was developed by this other company. Um, <laughs> so I find it funny that they acknowledge that a game exists. There's no thoughts on the game, really. There's no comments or points, but um, it was produced by quite a lot of companies, so you got that going for you. Um, what other games have they published? The Men in Black game, pretty good. Um, they've produced the uh, an Animaniacs game, a Scooby Doo video game. A, uh, it seems like a lot of these games are pretty valid. Um, 
just trying to think. Is there any other fun video games here that they the Brave video game? It's about right. Um, they actually kind of stopped doing uh, movie tie-ins. Uh, so they they grew. The last game was in two thousand eleven. Did it close? Hmm. Uh, this is South Peak Games, by the way. Um, did it close? Yeah, it was. Damn, it closed in two thousand thirteen. It disappeared very quietly. Sad. Anyways, um, I just wanted to share that because I think it was funny. Because um, this this movie has a lot of fun merch, and I think I think it is probably some sort of bargain bin in the middle of nowhere that has all the Igor merch in it. Right. Um, it also made its it, it did make it didn't make great money. It budget was twenty five and it made thirty uh, million. Um, so it it made its budget back, I guess, but marketing probably killed it. So. It definitely is not a uh, success, but it's there. You know, it's doing its thing. Uh, I'm thinking we get a Igor 2 straight to DVD soon. Hopefully a prequel. A prequel would be pretty exciting. Um, also, the, comp- the the kingdom this movie was set in was called Malaria. That was lame. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's too easy. You know what I mean? That was too easy. Um, ooh, they planned this to be a franchise. Ooh, I like that. Uh, apparently, the production company wanted this to be a franchise and made several Igor merchandise deals with other companies while the film was in production. In May, they uh, May of two thousand seven, they signed a deal with this one production company to publish seven children's books based on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they signed another deal in June uh, for various products such as figures, playsets, electronic role playing games, pocket money toys, plush toys. Um, in July 26, uh, July 26th, Exodus inked the deal with this other company to do a set of comic books, a prequel series. Uh, so you got that going for you. Um, and then on, in November of 2007, they did a deal for more than 3,000 Carl's Jr.'s locations for the Igor. E- oh, there's Igor toys that came with the, se- the cool kid combos. Hold it. Igor cool kid combo toy. Can I see it? I would like to know. I want to know what the toy is. Oh, that's pretty funny. It comes with a little Igor. He's holding like a little bottle. It's got like a little, it's the trailer that Evo is in. Uh, It's got a game that's with brains. There's a little brain figure as well. And then there is also one of those little like magnetic, uh, or not, it's not magnetic, but like little maze games, little uh, metal ball inside it got that mm-hmm. this is very 2008 oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is so 2008 um it's available the cool kids combo was available from september to november of 2008 uh that's pretty exciting i don't know about you but if i got the igor toy i'd be ecstatic <laughs> um pretty dope. well we did another cool kids combo 2014 for Claudia's hands meatballs too that's pretty cool I want a cool kids combo. Alright. Um Shall we wrap up? Yeah, I suppose. Um, how does this movie compare to the other movies that we've watched? What 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 uh what would you say um is the closest movie comparison to this one in terms of quality? Um I'd say I'd say it's up there. Um let me see. Um, I'd say it's probably up there with like oh boy, um, like Little Illy. <laughs> That's fair. I, I can see Italy. that. Yeah, probably probably around 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 there. But I, anyway. I'd say it's close. I don't know. I I would say it's lower. I I don't. I don't know. It's 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 in the same tier as fucking uh, Hotel for Dogs. Like it's the same idea. Um, I am having trouble finding the Igor plushes. I want. They said there was plushes made for this movie, but I'm not seeing any. The only one that's coming up is that I got one, one custom plush of Brain. Um, uh, it looks pretty good, but like I'm not seeing any other plushes. We're getting a lot of Eeyore plushes. Apparently people misspell Eeyore as Igor all the time. So there is that. Um, also, I'm so sorry. I forgot one last point I was going to make about the movie. 
what was this movie's obsession with playing Louis Prima? Like, they played, like, four Louis Prima songs. Like, did you catch that? Like, yeah. what was the deal? Like, did they just get, like, a bargain a bargain deal on licensing for getting those songs? So they just played, like, all of them? Like, what was the deal with the old-timey music? It was so strange. Uh, they sounded good. It's Louis Prima. Like, he's a cool guy, but, like... Right, right, right. Such an odd thing. Um, I'd read into it more, but... Oh, music. Here we go. Uh, Patrick Doyle did the music. So the guy who did Thor... So it's a pretty cool theme. Um, it incorporates multiple styles. Not really. Uh, more stuff about the score. I want to know. Oh, here we go. The score's gothic elements were executed through a series of choir samples, and the soundtrack also includes five Louis Prima songs. A soundtrack was released in September 30th of 2008, um, with the including the pocket full of sunshine at the end there. Um, yeah. So, I don't yeah. know, they don't explain why they have a lot of Louis Prima in there. They just, they just do. 17. Well, what is this? Is this an essay? I'm sorry, I keep... I'm sorry. Uh, I keep finding uh, random articles that are interesting to me. Um, because, like, the, the Wikipedia cites sources. And there's, like, articles about the history of Igor, <laughs> which is funny to me. Um, got the lore it really is the lore um yeah, yeah. sorry i'll leave it be so, Anyways. any any final thoughts for you at that i'm pretty much good this has been a little bit of a longer one so i can definitely cut it off here unless you have a thought on how we're getting lebron into this movie oh man um i feel like lebron would probably be like a, a evil scientist that's what you I was know, thinking. and like you get like algae rhythm or something, and mm, pretty, pretty dope. Why not? Why was why was Space Jam two not just a complete recreation of this film? <laughs> like, like can they have like like uh the Looney Tunes are like Igor and they create a basketball player and it's LeBron and he has to play against other invention basketball players. You know, algae rhythm would be the villain. It's a good question. I don't know. But yes, um, I, I think LeBron would fit there pretty well. I would also be kind of fun. I think it'd be fun if we got LeBron to play like a a really comedic-centered character like uh, like the Steve Buscemi rabbit. Like maybe have the rabbit be voiced by LeBron with like no context. Um, I think it'd be kind of a funny a funny twist on his character where it's like LeBron playing the, the funny, goofy side character. Oh, what? You know what I mean? That would be pretty good. Um, I don't think they'd pay that much money for it. Uh, they need that money to get put into the to the music and stuff. For it. For their Louis Prima. All right. Alrighty. Well, we can sign off there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, check us out on Instagram with the smell underscore you thinking again for any updates on the podcast. Anytime we miss an episode or anything like that. Uh, I've been Connor, and this has been David. Happy Halloween, and thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell? You thinking again?